Well, Laker fam, I didn't even give you a chance to miss me. Your favorite dynamic duo, Laker Han and Laker Dad, are back in action. We're going to be talking all things trades today because even though the offseason is just getting started, what a shock. There are a million and one trade rumors regarding the purple and gold. So we have a lot to talk about. A lot has actually progressed in the last week since the Lakers won the championship. So you guys already know I have my co-host here with me. I love him because he's my dad. You guys love him because he's a pretty cool guy and a pretty knowledgeable Laker insider. But we have Laker dad here. Dad, it's been a few days. How have you been holding up since, you know, the big number 17? And how have you been since the whole uh, NBA championship. Well, Hannah, I was thrilled to win another title for the Lakers, but I'm, my sleeves are rolled up. I'm ready to go. You know, we're used to a six-month off-season for the Lakers the last few years. This off-season is going to maybe be three months or so, so there's a lot that's going to happen pretty quickly, and we got to break it down. Yeah, you know, every day I wake up and my dad says, want to do a podcast, want to do a podcast, and I want to make sure that there are some good topics to talk. I don't want to just put one out for, you know, for fun, but... There's a lot that we have to talk about, so let's just kind of get right into it. A lot of trade rumors, obviously, regarding the Lakers. First big one is a guy that has been linked to the Lakers many times in the past, and that is Chris Paul. Now, reportedly, the Lakers are interested in trading for Chris Paul. Dad, I don't know if you agree with me. I think this one is really far-fetched. I don't see any way where the Lakers could trade for Chris Paul. He makes a crazy amount of money. He makes $86 million over the next two years, which comes out to about $43 million a year. And just in general, you know, nothing against Chris Paul. I know he's a great player, but he is 35 years old. I think he's a little bit old to really be pursuing a guy like that. I think if we're going to make this big blockbuster trade, I think we got to do it for someone younger. So personally for me, I don't think Chris Paul is really a likely situation, but what do you think? You know, Hannah, let's uh, let's set the stage a little bit here. I, by the way, I agree with you. I'm going to get around to that. But remember, Chris Paul uh, broke our hearts as Laker fans some years ago when he was set to come from the Lakers. Uh, he had been traded here. Kobe went to pick him up at the airport. Everything looked great. We had Dwight at the time, and it looked like we were on to the next great thing for the Lakers. And then, of course, David Stern stepped in and... What he did really devastated the team, the franchise, and it set them back years. It took him a long time to recover. Chris Ball went on to have a very good career. Uh, he was with the Clippers for a number of years, couldn't quite get over the hurdle, but he still was very good. He's kicked around a little bit the last couple of years. And, uh, but he had a great year with Oklahoma City last uh, year. Uh, I just don't see the Lakers... Um, matching that salary. I mean, I don't know where they're going to come up with that kind of money. And in order to put players together, because they don't have any draft picks to, to, to trade, in order to put players together to get close enough to do that, it would take like half the, the salary of half the players on the team. I, I just don't see it happening, even though, you know, I know he's friends with LeBron and he'd probably be a good fit for the team. I just don't see it happening. I think he'd be a good fit for the team like right now, but not really in the future. Like I said, you know, if we're going to go out and we're going to make this blockbuster trade and really trade away a lot of our guys, which is what would need we would need to do in order to get a guy like Chris Paul or to really get another superstar and kind of make this dynamic trio, it would cost us pretty much essentially our entire team. If we're going to do that, I want to make sure that it's for a guy that's going to help us in the future. So when you say that, 
who's the guy that could potentially help us in the future? A guy like maybe Bradley Beal, who was also being tied to the Lakers. You know, he was tied all last season, and he's tied right now. I have a feeling he's going to be tied for a while. Even though he did just sign this big contract extension with Washington, he reportedly says he's loyal to the franchise. But we all know that if he really wants to win, the Washington Wizards are not going to be winning the NBA championship anytime soon. So the Lakers are reportedly interested in trading for him. And I personally think now this would be a great fit for the Lakers if they are able to pull it off. I don't, again, we'll get into it. I don't know if it's possible. But when you look at a guy like Bradley Beal, you know, he's 27 years old. He averaged 30 points per game last season. He shot a career 38% from three. I mean, he would be that perfect fit with AD for the future. He would be an amazing fit with LeBron and AD right now. So when you're looking at, a player who it would be worth to really kind of blow up the roster for and make this big trade for. I think Bradley Beal's the guy to go. Completely agree with you, Hannah. Uh, Bradley Beal, you know, would be ideal, probably as good as anybody the Lakers could get to fit into this team right now. First of all, he's the same age as AD, so the two of them can be around together for a long time. Um, you know, he's that prolific scorer and outside three-point shooter that we desperately need on the team and really didn't have this year. Uh, you know, it just wouldn't get any better than Bradley Beal. I, I think the rumors have been fueled in part by two factors. Number one, Bradley Beal reportedly purchased a house in Los Angeles recently, uh, and that may mean something. But as we all know, uh, it may not mean something because a lot of the NBA players live out here in the offseason. So just purchasing a house here doesn't mean anything, but it doesn't hurt. Certainly it was going to get people talking. The other thing that really has people talking is Bradley Beal's wife. Snoop Dogg and a couple of other Laker Yeah, guy. a couple of other Laker guys were talking recently online, uh, you know, on a on a podcast. Um, and they were talking about Bradley Beal to the Lakers and they were speaking highly of the prospect and of all people, Bradley Beal's wife comes on and likes what she's hearing, you know, she likes it. And and that set everybody off into a she tizzy. She physically liked it, by the way, you guys. Right, right. That, that's what I mean. So, I mean, um, that set everybody off into a tizzy because, again, Bradley Beal has been very circumspect in his comments. Publicly, he has said over and over again he's loyal to the Wizards. He wants to stick around. He wants to see them win. But then again, he expressed a lot of frustration this last year when they were losing big time. So if you're the Lakers right now, because this would have to come from a trade, and again, it would involve a lot of guys. Like if you're looking at this kind of a trade, you're thinking, well, it would probably have to be something really worth the Washington Wizards worthwhile, kind of like the trade that we did with the New Orleans Pelicans last season to get Anthony Davis, where you traded Brandon Ingram, Alonzo Ball, and Josh Hart. And the big key here is, do the Lakers have that? Do the Lakers have guys that the Washington Wizards are really going to want enough to give them their star player? Yeah, again, Bradley Beal makes $36 million a year. He's got two more years to go. That's a lot of money. And again, the Lakers are going to have to trade, you know, a half dozen players to even come close to making it match. Uh, and, and I don't know that the Lakers have anybody in particular that Washington would really want. I mean, they might be willing to take a flyer on, on Kyle Kuzma, but but not as the main piece in a deal for Bradley Beal, I don't think. So, you know, and there's going to be a lot of suitors. If, if word comes out that Bradley Beal's on the market, every team's going to want Bradley Beal. So, again, like I said, and you said before with Chris Paul, uh, I think the Lakers might inquire, and if they could do it, they'd love to do it. 
I just don't think they've got enough to pull off a trade for Bradley Beal. That's what I tend to think as well, although it would be the perfect fit. But I think if I'm being honest with you, Dad, you know, this is the Lakers. We're hot off this NBA championship. We've got Rob Palinka, who was completely snubbed for executive of the year. I think he clearly should have won that, but whatever, who cares? We won the championship, and that's all that really matters. But at the end of the day, I think if the Lakers really want Bradley Beal, and that's the guy they want, I, I don't know. I just feel like they'll be able to make it happen, although it does seem like a long shot. Now, I want to get into a player that may be a little bit more of a realistic goal for the Lakers, and that is Derrick Rose. You know, Derrick Rose is a guy who obviously at one point in time was supposed to be, you know, the best player in the NBA, certainly the best point guard in the NBA. He was, you know, the MVP of the league, but unfortunately his career has just really been plagued by injuries. But the last two seasons, he really resurrected his career and he played very well especially this past season for the Detroit Pistons he played exceptionally well and during the regular season this last year there were a lot of rumors that the Lakers actually wanted to trade for him um, they decided to not pursue it and they decided instead to go sign uh, Markeith Morris and Deion Waiters but now that it's the offseason a lot of people are saying that Derrick Rose could actually be a potential trading target for the Lakers obviously he's friends with Anthony Davis he's a point guard which like we said you know the Lakers obviously could use another point guard especially since you know Rajon Rondo may not be back with the team this season if he decides to go to another team um, during free agency so the Lakers could really use a point guard and when you're looking at a guy like Derrick Rose he's not going to cost us as much obviously as Bradley Beal and Chris Paul would in a trade but if he's able to stay healthy he could really be a big pickup for this team yeah I think this is the realistic trade this is the one that's getting some traction I think a lot of people think this could really happen uh Derrick Rose is on an expiring contract which the Lakers are going to love he's only got one year left he makes $21 million, which is a lot of money, but it's not Bradley Beal or Chris Paul money. The Lakers could find a way to match that. And, um, you know, I, he, he grew, you know, grew up in Chicago like AD. They've known each other. Apparently they're friends. Uh, the Lakers desperately need a point guard. They really didn't have a point guard this last year. And, you know, um, this is a guy, another savvy veteran, you know, who's been through the wars he can reliable get you 17, 18 points a game, which the Lakers didn't have this year. Anybody who could do that every game. There's a lot of, a lot of reasons why this could work out. Yeah, I think Derrick Rose would definitely be an interesting fit for this team. Again, though, you know, a big thing with him, like it's been throughout his entire career, is the health-wise. In these last two years, he's been very lucky. I think this is the only time in his entire career where he's been able to go two seasons where he hasn't had injuries. And so that's definitely saying something. So you definitely have to have a little bit of a risk in getting a guy like that, that he maybe potentially gets injured. But if he's able to stay healthy, I think this could actually be a very, very nice pickup for this team. But I want to talk a little bit about just our roster moving forward. Because, you know, when you look at this team, a lot of people just expected, you know, well, the Lakers, you know, we just won the championship. We're not going to make a lot of changes. Why do, Why would we? These guys have such great chemistry. But when you're looking at this team, actually, essentially, we only have 
six guys who are guaranteed to be on the roster next season. And we have nine guys who are either going to be unrestricted free agents or restricted free agents, but all guys who could go out and test the free agent waters this, this off season. So potentially this team could look very different and the Lakers may actually have to make some moves. So dad, let's kind of go through the guys that are, able to be free agents and kind of go through our top picks of who we think the Lakers need to re-sign. Of the nine guys you're referring to, Hannah, they are either unrestricted free agents or they have a player option and some have already announced they're opting out. So there's probably going to be nine guys out there, you know, who the Lakers are going to have to negotiate with and try to make deals with. It's highly unlikely they'll be able to do it with all nine. Now, two or three of those guys, you know, J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters and maybe uh, Jarrett Dudley, I don't know that the Lakers are going to want them back. But that still leaves six. I'm going to make it five because AD's not going anywhere. We know that. So there's five guys, KCP, Rondo, Dwight Howard, um, Markeith Morris, and uh, one more. Who am I thinking Rondo? of? Rondo? No, I said Rondo. Um, one more key guy. One more key guy. There, there, there's five guys, you know, who, you know, you have to really think about. They are going to want... McGee. JaVale McGee, right. Um, oh, no, Avery Bradley, not Avery JaVale Bradley. McGee. It's Avery Bradley, not JaVale McGee, I don't think. JaVale's got a guarantee for next year. So Avery Bradley. That's five pretty important guys. They all had good seasons. Their stock is fairly high right now. They're all going to want a multi-year commitment if they can get it, and they're going to want probably a, a pay increase over what they made this last year. I don't think the Lakers are going to give it to all of them. you know. So we'll have to see who else offers them what. There's already rumors that the Golden State Warriors want Dwight Howard, and they might be able to offer more than the Lakers are going to be willing to pay. You know, um, and, and that goes with KCP. His stock is fairly high. And, you know, he already made $8 million a year. He opted out of an $8 million guarantee for next year. So, you know, uh, I think that anybody who thinks the Lakers are going to look the same next year as they did this year is going to be surprised. I think there's going to be some moves. Some because they have to make those moves. Some because they want to make those moves. Now, out of those guys, who do you who would be, I guess, if you could pick three, who would be your top three that the Lakers would that you would want the Lakers to re-sign? I'm gonna tell you my three out of them. Um, Markeith Morris is a guy that really first comes to my mind. I mean, I think he was one of the best pickups that the Lakers could have potentially even gotten this this past season he's had such a big impact with this team he was I think after in the playoffs you know he played all 21 playoff games he was a starter for us in the finals and I think besides KCP one could argue that Markeith Morris was the second most consistent player besides our two superstars and Anthony Davis and LeBron James for this Lakers squad so I think Markeith Morris would be great you know he's that stretch power forward that we really need. He can knock down that three-point shot consistently. He's a tough guy on the defensive end. He's a tough guy in general. So I like Markeith Morris. KCP, again, unless he you know, has this big head now because he actually played very, very well for us, especially in the playoffs and in the finals. Unless he wants, you know, some crazy big contract, which I don't think he's necessarily going to get. I think KCP is another guy that I that I think we should bring back, and I can't believe I'm even saying that. And then Avery Bradley is the guy that I would really like the Lakers to bring back, even though I'm sad that he wasn't able to go to the bubble and really make his, you know, big contribution and help us win that title. I think Avery Bradley is a guy that we saw during the regular season having a really big impact with this team. 
Hannah, I'm almost there with you, but I disagree with you on one point. I'm going to go with Avery Bradley because I agree with you. He was the Lakers' best guard this season, both on offense, even on on defense, especially on defense. Um, I'm very disappointed that he didn't come to play with the Lakers in the bubble. Uh, kind of rubbed me the wrong way, I'll be honest with you. I know he had family issues, but so too did every player leave behind a family. But I, I still think Avery Bradley is, is the best of the guards this year. I agree with you on, um, um, like who else did you say? Oh, Markeith Morris. Uh, he provides a, a toughness off the bench, a possibility of making some three-point shots. I agree with you on Markeith Morris, but I'm going to disagree with you on KCP. I think KCP can be replaced. I think it's Dwight Howard is my third pick. Dwight Howard is not going to play a lot of minutes, but he's going to play important minutes. He gives the team a toughness, a swag. The guy's nuts, and that makes him dangerous. And, and frankly, on, on a Laker team, I think that's good. Um, I, I'd like to see Dwight Howard come back. Dwight Howard was the guy that I was deciding between him and KCP. But again, just because... Especially, you know, as we saw in the playoffs, the Lakers did go small more where he didn't have that much of a role. I was kind of thinking, well, KCP would have more of a role with this team. But Dwight Howard, I agree with you. He's the other guy that I would like the Lakers to re-sign for sure. And then I think after that, it would be Rajon Rondo for me. Um, But I would be willing to see what other point guards are available in free agency. Now, I think that's going to be it for today. We covered a lot. We covered the three kind of big trade rumors going on. We talked a little bit about free agency. Um, For those of you listening, though, let me know. You can tweet me or message me on Instagram. Let me know who you would like the Lakers to either pursue in a trade or if you'd say, I don't really want them to go out and trade for a player. I'd rather them just try to keep their roster as close as possible or just kind of go out and see what free agents are available. And then also let me know what players you want the Lakers to re-sign from this team already. Thank you guys so much for listening. I am so excited to be back doing another podcast with my favorite co-host, Laker Dad. Even though it's the offseason, there are still so many things to talk about with the Lakers. So like I said, we're going to be continuing to do these. So get excited because offseason, season two, I guess is what this podcast is going to be now. Our season two, the offseason, is just getting started. So until next time, Laker Hand and Laker Dad are out. Bye, everyone.